Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to this fabulous new episode of Failing Better. It is the home of witty banter. It is the fabulous self-help podcast. I am Sean McLaughlin. I'm Johnny Pelham. And together we still are failing better. That, that one was a fun one. It, I think you're starting to the pendulum is starting to swing back to normality with the way you do those intros. It was too gross. I listened back to it and thought it's too because it's 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 not a helpful way to begin in a show. I realised. No, it's not. I I, I listened to the last episode uh, in the park. I was having a walk through the park and I immediately vomited. Wow! Because because it was so disgusting. Well, uh, that's, that's quite impressive. Did did anything? Did anyone call for any help or anything? Or did you just throw up and then carry on walking? No, some person walked past and I, I could hear them muttering. Oh, I think they're listening to the new episode of Failing Better. I think well, that's I, good. Yeah, so they knew. I mean, people know. Well, there's been reports about increased vomiting throughout the UK, hasn't there? Due to people, <laughs> due to the the rise in popularity of our podcast. <laughs> It is going to have serious ramifications on Jubilee weekend. Let's yeah, put it that way. Head of alcohol at the moment. The number one reason for vomiting is listening to Failing Better. Then it's alcohol. And then it's tummy bugs. So that's the that's the top three. What was it? Tummy bugs, did you tummy say? Tummy bugs. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a... I, I've not heard anyone refer to them as tummy bugs. That's that's <laughs> like... I'm, you know I'm not seven years old, right? You You don't have to sugarcoat it. What, what would you call it? A virus? Stub, stomach bug. A stomach bug. Oh, that, anything with the word bugging isn't too serious. I think I think it's the use of the word tummy that I take <laughs> issue with more than the use of the word bug. Fair I think enough. you can still say there's a bug going round if you're an adult. Like a doctor can say, yeah, there's a bug going round. But a, a doctor isn't going to say, okay, we're going to need to cut open your tummy. I think if... I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want a doctor to say there's a bug going around. I want to. I wanted to say there's a there's a virus going around. Although it does make me think of COVID now. So maybe say there's a virus. It's not COVID. You will throw up a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. I guess. Well, yeah. I guess this is true. I mean, I don't really go to conventional doctors anyway because I think they're all in the pocket of uh, Bill Gates. But the ones I do go to, they don't tend to say things like that. They tend what to do say, they say thi- at your doctors. <laughs> they say they tend to say things like, "Oh, have you got a dicky tummy? That's because the world's flat." <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Sophie really believes in astronomy and it's difficult at the moment. She talks about how someone like Jupiter's in retrograde and it's changing the whole personality. And it's hard to not visibly sigh and say she's talking bullshit when she tells me that. Are you against all uh, horoscopes in general, Johnny? 
Are you against the concept of them? Do you believe there's something there? I, I don't I don't think there's anything there. I just don't think the moon and j- the planets moving changes changes. You know, it's not like well I, I should make a big decision because Jupiter's at a slightly different angle to the Earth. It just doesn't mean anything to me. That's true. I was always of that f- belief, and then I met someone at a bar once who um, who 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 was really into it, and I was like, "Oh God, then what am I?" And they immediately went, "You're a Libra." Well, and are you a Libra? It'd be great if you're not. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, I am a Libra. I also uh, wonder if I'm a cancer the crab, which feels the worst, because it feels like you're just reminded of the fact that, first of all, you think, oh, I'm ca- cancer, I am cancer. Cancer and crabs. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a good combo, that's, is it? That's really bad. Yes, yeah, so mine's, like, the, mine's the best one. Mine's Libra, which is like cool scales, and then on the scales is like 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 men pumping iron that's what you think of when you think of scales don't you yeah that is whereas you think of like the worst std like you've got you've got cancer crabs you've got you've got crabs who are giving you cancer i don't don't know who you've slept with you've slept with someone near a uranium plant and now you've got sort of crabs that are gonna fuck you up i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry sir to report it's not a dicky tummy and it's not a bug in the tummy you've got cancer crabs (laughs) You may have thought it'd been all the failing better you've been listening to, but it's actually cancer crabs, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, oh no! I read on Reddit that it was just because I listened to failing better. <laughs> anyway, welcome to this episode of the pod. Physically, I'm in a, in a I'm feeling quite run down. How are oh, you no. feeling? Have you got a dicky tummy? I've got. I think I've got more than a dicky tummy. <laughs> I've got a dicky head, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Oh my god. Um, how are you, Johnny? I'm all right. I um, yeah, I'm having a good time. Really, life's pretty, pretty. I'm. I've not done much this week. I've just been back in the house. But I've, I feel like before that, I've been all over the joints. It's been quite nice to have a week just sort of chilling out and hmm. you know doing very little. My uh, yeah. my big news is the radiator stopped working in the house. Did everything I could do as a man to try and fix it. Called um, uh, the landlord. He called the plumber. The plumber came around looked at the boiler, turned a button on, everything worked again. So I guess that begs the question, what did you do to get it off the... to, to get it sorted? I, I thought it was a timer issue, so I just went here just looking at the timer, being like, I think it's... It wasn't a timer issue, it just... The, the boiler wasn't on or something. So, but it's so embarrassing because he looked to me like I was such a chump. You know that thing when you've got a man in your house, like a proper... Mm. Like, I'm not a man, I'm, I'm barely alive you know like mm. i'm i'm a wisp i'm a I, I, wisp i sort of always assume that's how you feel when i'm around when you just go well here's a proper here's a big man he's a libra you know he's he's very tall he's, very he's, tall. he's very tall he's yeah. very tall he's do you yeah. see yourself as a man like obviously you're, you're not really but do you see yourself as one <laughs> i just hate it just you, you, there's all these little things that you just throw out and they it's like death by a thousand cuts whenever i talk to you i see myself as a big strong man <laughs> is that funny to you I have fixed my boiler multiple times. Have you? That's, yes. How much I mean, can you bench? That, the Sean, the how much can you bench? I, can I can be honest? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it means. People always say, what are you bench pressing? I, I, I have literally no idea. <laughs> I don't know. You could say, you could say 2012. I'm like, that's oh, is well that, is, done. Is bench pressing when you're lying on a bench and you're lifting like a... a I, I don't even know what that thing's called. <laughs> a weight. A weight with a... 
a middle I could bit. All, I could almost do one push-up. So what is, what's that? I, I mean, that's not... What, what do you wear? I've no idea. All right. Well, I mean, it's the blind lead and the blind ear. I'm still doing <laughs> 30 press-ups, so things are pretty good over here. Are you getting some... So, so in a way, you're, you're becoming a big man. You're becoming a big... And I, and I bet that the plumber, when he came round, did respect that. That's probably why I didn't laugh open in your face. I, he sort of did. He called up the landlord in front of me and was like, your tenant's stupid. He said, no, no, no he didn't said that. He didn't say that. He said, no, no offence, but your tenant is stupid. No, no, he, he <laughs> like the, la- the landlord is offended by how stupid no, his no, tenant no, is. That's when no you've really to fucked me. up. He said no offence to me, but he went, um, either, yeah, no offence, uh, you just need to press a button, your, landlord, your tenant's not the cleverest person. <laughs> I was stood right there, stood right next to him. And I laughed it off like, ha, ha, ha. In my head, I was thinking, why don't you go fuck off, you idiot man? And they cost so much now. Like, I went to university and they started doing comedy. There's no money in comedy anymore. The money is in, like, plumbing. Because it's always cost, like, 100 quid for an hour or something. Money's always been in plumbing. Always. Got to get a trade. That's Got failing. to get if a trade. If you're uh, 18 and listening to this <laughs> podcast, firstly, God help you. What's firstly, wrong? Firstly, you need to get laid. Stat. <laughs> Because you are deep into the incel territory. I, yeah. I, I don't, we are not, neither of us are incels, but I do consider us one of the first stepping stones towards that. Like the next podcast over is more incel. Yeah, yeah. We're one bad break away from being incels, both of us. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Without any shadow of a doubt. The day, my say- wife, the day my wife leaves me is the day that I buy a lot of like wizard hoodies. <laughs> And old webcams and take a lot of very, very moody photos of me in the mirror. <laughs> I think what's so funny about insults is they're very dangerous and also very pathetic. You really get such a clear, like, not only people who are dangerous aren't totally pathetic people. Do you know what mm, I mean? That's a whereas, very interesting point, yeah. Whereas they feel like the, they're literally saying, I'm involuntary celibate because no one will fuck me because I'm too much of a dweeb. And But yeah. they've also weaponized being dweebs. It's quite interesting. It is... Um, well, it's Revenge of the Nerds, really. I mean, good for them. Uh, good for them? Is that the, that the hill? Imagine if we got cancelled for Sean being pro-insult. <laughs> oh, well, I don't think we're saying we're pro-insult. I mean, we've basically both said that we're... <laughs> we're not a million miles away ourselves. I mean, I'm a, I, 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 I don't have sympathy for the incel cause. But, um, you know, if it had been around in my teens, God knows how I would have reacted. Luckily... I'm I've certainly been involuntary celibate for a large chunk of my life, so I sort of I have the label. You know I mean, the label fits. It's just I don't. I just the hatred hasn't gone towards women; it's gone towards myself. That's the only difference. Yeah, I think that's the key thing, isn't it? Yeah, these, yeah, these like, idiots don't realise that they're the problem, and we do, and we, we are do. the problem. Oh, is this shit? Has this been good so far? I think it's been all right. Sean <laughs> just loudly sighed there, looks at me. With bleakness in there. I think it's been all right. No, it has been good, but it's just I know what we're about to ask and bring up to our listeners. You, 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 you are now, if you're a loyal listener to Failing Better, first of all, we thank you. Second of all, we pity you. Thirdly, get off that 4chan forum, all right? Dwayne, you nerd. Don't don't be d- doing listen to that incel shit. But we want to bring up uh, a little thing that we might be doing. What do you reckon, Johnny? I think uh, let's rip the bandaid off. We're thinking of doing a Patreon. A Patreon. Now, what is a Patreon, you might be asking? Johnny will answer, because he definitely knows. 
A Patreon is where subscribers pay a certain amount a month to listen to extra bits of content for their favourite podcasts. Is that a good description, do you think? Yes, I think this one specifically is about this podcast. It's not like you get to pay £3 a month and you get to listen to more. Oh, but I thought you <laughs> asked me the, the general concept of a Patreon. So we're no, going to do yeah, it. Yeah. We're going to do a Patreon. That's what we're trying to say. We well, look. We don't want to be in the we don't want to be in the pockets of advertisers. You know, we don't want, we, we don't want to sell you shit. And luckily, last month we made nine pound from advertising, so we're not currently in their pockets. Although my friend said that, um, what's that movie with Tom Cruise in? <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick advertised on our. He was listening to it, and the advert was Top Gun Maverick. Well, I mean, that that makes me feel like we have got a lot of incels listening because if that's what they're targeting. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, it's so cool. I don't really know how adver- advertising works, but Top Gun Maverick just played. Are you serious? Like, yeah. Top Gun Maverick has apparently broken uh, all records. Like, its opening is like... What, the 100 metres? <laughs> first, first woman in Cambodia to be the president. <laughs> all records. That's unbelievable. You're such a fucking arsehole, man. I hate, <laughs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> I hate um, this podcast. The idea of being financially linked to you is is terrifying. Well, right so now hit- we're, fi- we're financially linked, but we're just going down a get down a well together, aren't we? Yeah, it's not going well. Look, we're doing fine. We've got a nice <laughs> we've got nice listenership, and we want to be able to give you more stuff, and we want to be able to give you opportunities like maybe some live shows, a t shirt. Um, uh, what else? A water gun. Maybe some oh. merch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I implied by T-shirt. I mean, a water gun, I think, would be... Um, I, I, I would say that would dig us <laughs> deeper in a hole if we had to com- commission, a, a f- commission our own water gun. <laughs> that, all right, all right, let's make this as a rule. When we get to 100 Patreons, that feels too low. Oh, like what are you gonna what are you gonna suggest? Well, I can't say I can't say a thousand because that seems way too high. Five hundred, two hundred. If we get right, two hundred. If we get to two hundred Patreons, Sean will get a tattoo of a water gun on no, his ass. That is absolutely <laughs> hard no from me there. Deal. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. No, I think if we get two hundred subscribers, yeah. we we will we will try and make an official failing better water gun <laughs> and send them to all of our subscribers how does that sound i think that would i do think that would cripple us i think we I mean, we wouldn't I'm be trying to make... figure out how much it would cost because it would be a one shot cost yeah it's plastic what i'd say though is do people want a water gun from us because arguably what we do is spending a lot of money. We're injecting a lot of capital into, into something that nobody wants at all. <laughs> we, we're going hard on the idea that our Top Gun obsessed incel listenership <laughs> is just one water gun away from living a happy life. Look, it just says men's rights on the water gun. <laughs> if, you just, if you just want a bit more content... And maybe a little bit of merch and some tickets to a live show, then then you need to let us know because until we hear otherwise, we're going all in on the water gun. <laughs> basically, also, we're not we're not starting a Patreon. We are looking for investors in a water gun business. I can officially say that you'll get free tickets to all of Bastille shows <laughs> if you. <laughs> all right. This, yeah. This is this is going to be our thing because no, normally 
And we haven't figured out the full things yet for Patreon, but normally they have sort of two or three price uh, brackets and you get sort of incrementally more stuff the more you pay. And I, I would say sort of £3 a month, £5 a month or £10 a month are good price brackets. I think that sounds good to me. And uh, and uh, let's let's put it this way. If you pay £3 a month, you will get free tickets to see the Bad Bastille, whatever you want. So, you, <laughs> so imagine, imagine... Ten pound a month. Let's just if you pay ten pound a month, let's just put it this way. Buy your space boots. I can't say anything more. I cannot say anything more. We'll just buy some space boots because you're gonna have a good time. Me and Musky have been whipping something up in a Musky. <laughs> no, right, let's put it this way. If you if you spend ten pounds a month, you better have a spare bedroom in your house because you'll get a couple of new lodgers. <laughs> and they're gonna be giving you live podding twenty four hours a day. Yeah. For the duration of your subscription. And you might say, I want this to stop. It won't stop. You might what? say, please, this is breaking quite a few sort of laws now. It's not, won't stop. Um, anyway, we, as, as you can tell, we're definitely the right people to be giving money to. <laughs> um, but if you do want to support the podcast, and if you think that a Patreon, if you're aware of it, if you do it for other podcasts or other things, um, then uh, we have got something in the works. It would be very nice... Uh, to get a bit of support and be able to give you back a bit more content because we edit out a lot of stuff on this show. That's all and we'll say. We edit a lot. Usually it's because it's inflammatory and you will at least have access towards that. Yeah, it's often... The, most of the stuff that gets edited out is when we say something mean about something or, you know, something we can't use. So yeah. you might, you'll get all that. You'll get all you, the inside... You'll goth. get all that. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll probably do like a f- extra episodes. We'll figure out some sort of system. Maybe we'll do live shows. You, there could be like a subscriber live show. Um, and also, of course, uh, the Space Walk, the Water Pistol and the Bastille Tour. Um, yeah. And, and so that's it. We haven't we haven't got the, the, the... We haven't got any more information yet, but do send us a tweet or an email if there's anything that you like from Patreons that you subscribe to is that a good thing to say yeah maybe we look at what other people do that we can copy some some big ones i mean if if i look at another podcast and they've got water pistol as one of their it'll be gifts. devastating blow won't it you'll know that i've seen it before and copied it you'll realize i'm a fraud yeah, yeah. whatever you do do not look at the water pistol podcast <laughs> whatever you do stay <laughs> away from it <laughs> The Water Pistol Podcast. What do you reckon the Water Pistol pi- Water Pistol Water Pistol Podcast is like? Who's hosting that then? Um, I would say who's that guy who did Get Your Own Back on Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah, I think he's doing it, and it's all about various different types of water pistols and what's the best one to get. Because I imagine now you get some pretty nutty water pistols. I'd say you get some nutty, is putting it lightly, Johnny. <laughs> I'd say some of them would be outright loopy. <laughs> Oh, oh so that's our that's our plan. We've been doing this show for a while. We love doing it, and it would be nice to well give you a bit more, but also lose a bit like, less, <laughs> get a bit back. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, um, but if you went to see, I mean, the thing is, if if Top Gun Maverick has done as well in the box office as I was trying to imply that it had done, yeah, uh, and it was advertising on this show. I mean, obviously, this show is pretty influential. Maybe we need to call up Paramount Pictures and be like, "Hey, like, we need our cut now." Because you do, you do that call. I'll speak to Elon Musk, and maybe we don't need to do this whole Patreon business. 
Imagine if we got. Imagine if Musky was on next week's app. Musky. <laughs> Musky, musky. Um, what's, the, what, what's, the, what's the one thing you'd ask about musky uh, of musky you think, musky's one of the people who I, I only really know is like I don't actually know anything about him other than he, he owns Tesla I, don't, I just ask him like I think I asked him something about Twitter like do you think it's good for you as an individual to own the main sort of communication device the world has yeah. whatever you'd say to that I don't know. I think he's a, I, I, I think he's a very uh, thick person. He looks like he looks like a James Bond villain. I am um, as a result of doing this podcast and constantly searching up self help stuff. If I ever go on Instagram or something, all I get is like all I get on my feed as like suggested things to look at or watch is like stuff from Elon Musk or like like billionaire bros or you know like. <laughs> success porn and it's all people like Elon Musk going like if you think that workers should get paid more you've not been paying attention I built a factory I took a risk and then it's all the comments are just idiots just going like yeah what I like most about Elon Musk he doesn't put up with any shit from the Brazilian government and I go (laughs) I don't think that this this algorithm is not as watertight as they seem to think do we need health and safety standards? I always think that about algorithms. Everyone talks about how, like, refined they are. And then you get, like, an advert for something, like, fucking... And you think, this isn't anything to do with me. Well, the fact that we're getting adverts for Top Gun on this is shocking. What we should be getting adverts for is the Samaritans... Erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction, the Samaritans, yeah. and, and a freaking... A type of spatula that doesn't make your fucking balls get caught in your zipper. I don't know. That's what we should be getting. Well, and, and look, also we'll send, if you send it to Pedro, we'll send everyone that spatula that stops your balls getting <laughs> If your balls are getting caught in your zipper, yeah. you need to sign up to our Patreon. We are going to have to get down the lab. We're going to have to build our own development laboratory. We have to invent a spatula that stops your balls getting caught and a new water pistol. God, maybe uh, we become, maybe this is the springboard to, you know, JP and SM's sort of product design company. I think that's unfortunately what it would be called as well, isn't it? JP and SM's sort of product product design company. Yeah. And we make water pistols, we make spatulas, and we make a lot of fun for the whole family. For the whole family. God bless us. And God bless the United States of America. All right. Uh, So, yeah, uh, hopefully the Patreon uh, makes sense to you people. Do send us an email about it or a tweet. If you want more information, if and when we get it, we'll obviously mention it here and in other episodes. Um, and thank you for your reviews and the rest. Right, Johnny? Yeah. Got a few new ratings today. Did we? I haven't checked. Keep them coming in. They Every time we get a rating is a boost to our fragile self-esteem. It makes us feel temporarily better. And so we just need to keep them going so we're always on a dopamine high. Yes. And any time we get either a review on iTunes or a... Uh, uh, an email at failingbetterpod at gmail.com. Every time we do that, we put another uh, full credit card. We be, we get a new credit card out each, and we plough that money straight into our spatula and water pistol development programs. We certainly do. And so, every time I get when I give back sort of a neighbour's dog that I've stolen, and the amount of joy it brings to that family, it's really worth it just to keep giving us reviews so I can keep giving back all the things I've stolen from my neighbours. And speaking of neighbours with dogs, this is a royal special. 
That was pretty good. I thought that was a good link, don't you think? I don't think it's because she's not a name. You mean the Queen... The, the Queen's queen, not a name. The queen, she, she, queen Elizabeth II is the nation's neighbour. Oh, how interesting. She's got, she, she's got loads of corgis. She's got loads of corgis. And I've stolen a couple, so it makes sense. <laughs> Imagine stealing the Queen's corgi. Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. You've got to get on our Patreon, babe. <laughs> Lizzie, imagine, imagine <laughs> Queen Elizabeth spotted last public photo with a failing better official spatula and water pistol with the words men's rights written on the side. <laughs> Look, it is her, what is it? Is it Platinum Jubilee? It's Platinum. Or is it it's Diamond? 70 years, isn't it? I don't 70 know 70 years is the key thing. Yeah. And it's this week... Uh, as of recording last week as of listening uh, or 10 years ago as of listening I don't fucking know who when you're listening to this but the key thing is we're going to talk about it she is a study in success and dignity and we are going to go all up in about her life we are going to give old Queen Elizabeth an emotional cavity search sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> I likely will be. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to Failing Better. In this part, we're looking at Queen Lizzie and her 70 years of success. Would you say you're royalist, Sean? Queen Lizzie, old Lizzie up there. I am not in any way, shape, or form a royalist. Me neither. It feels profoundly odd that we still have a monarch. But do you, of all of the royals, is a question for you. Yeah. Do you have any animosity towards the queen herself? I feel a bit. I think the fact she paid for a son who's pretty much a nonce to. Um, I, can we say that legally? But I mean, he is, isn't he? To get, you know not have to go to court makes me not like her very much yeah I guess Prince Charles is a nonce and Andrew is as well I think um, <laughs> oh yeah did I say Charles no you didn't that was, oh right what, well, that was, what? Yeah. I'm <laughs> just what? so bad with I names would... that's the sort of thing 
It's what we in the industry call a joke. I've, uh, I've actually I've never, attempted. I've heard a lot about them. I've never quite grasped them. I've they're, attempted a few actually during this podcast. Yeah. Most of them seem to have gone under the radar. So they're like sentences that end surprisingly, aren't they? Yes, it's. Um, there's supposed to be a fundamental mistruth uh, uh, at the core of it, or a sort of clash of ideas, um, and from thence the humour arises. So, so would this be a joke? The elephant went across the bridge and then blew up because you weren't expecting it to blow up is that a, is that a joke so the person who told it was a joke listen <laughs> what a horrible thing to say i'm just trying to grasp the structure of jokes here so you so what you're basically saying is you don't like queen elizabeth as a person i feel like um as a human being i mean i, I think that my issue with the royals is they all represent utter tradition, established mm. wealth, colonialism. And I understand those people who say she's a nice woman. But, like, you know when William and Kate got, like, paraded through some African country and they were mm. being held on chairs by loads of black people? It just yeah. felt... It, only a family who were fucking nuts could think that this is okay. Yeah, I... I, I um. Like, surely there was someone in PR going, should loads of black people lift these people, lift William and Kate above their heads? So, just... so you're saying we shouldn't end our first live show like that? That's what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think that would be pushing a, pushing a few barriers. Yeah, yeah. I, um, my I feeling... You, I, sorry, go you on. go ahead. No, 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 I don't want to stop you in your... In your uh... I was just going to say, I'd love a crown, though. Maybe we both wear crowns and have, like, big thrones. I'd love that. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? You can't get one without the other. The, the royals who I am, uh, you know, I would describe myself as a Republican. I'd yeah. go that far. Yeah, yeah. When but you voted, was... you loved Trump, didn't you? You voted for him in 2020. Yes, I did. I did. A little joke there. Um, I'm picking it up. That's a joke. A really, really great joke there. Thank you. Five stars for me. <laughs> <laughs> for Johnny, five big ones. <laughs> I, I, I. I think, uh, what was I about to say? There is stuff like that, like crowns and big thrones um, and sort of long, pointy, jewel-encrusted sticks. <laughs> that the, the problem is that stuff's really cool, and if we get rid of the royals, that stuff goes with it. Like, there's no other part of society that has it because I guess it has no real function. I mean, who, who else wears crowns apart from kings, queens? And, like and little kids in Burger King. <laughs> well, like the, I think that the church, the religion is like that too. Like whenever you see so, like mm. the Church of England, they love to pop on a dress, don't they, in a silly hat. Mm. Um, mm. So all that stuff could get wiped away, and I wouldn't have any issue with it, really. Yeah, I, I sort of uh, the thing is with old Lizzie, right? And I don't know whether this is just pure conditioning, but I've got no real issue with Liz herself. I sort of hate the institution. I hate all her kids. I hate her. All of her. All of her children are assholes. <laughs> Um, in grand- different ways too, in quite interestingly different ways. Uh, or at least, or at least, I, I sort of, I sort of view them with far more contempt than her. But I guess I, 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 I can't really hate Queen Elizabeth herself because, it, it, to me, she's not even a person. It's like, like she's just, like, she's like, it's like hating the Taj Mahal or something. Like she's just a famous thing. I, I think, yeah. That's true. I mean, she's, she often feels like she's just being sort of drowned by a hat, which is always quite amusing to look at. But I th- the things I have issues with it is, like, apparently they changed the um, the employment law so that you couldn't hire... I don't know if this... I realise this is something I'd say confidently in a pub, but now we're on a podcast, it could be libelous. But I definitely mm-hmm. read something 
uh, on Twitter, always mm. a good place to get very fine information. <laughs> well, we're getting so many caveats here that I'm fascinated to know how conspiratorial this sounds. I really I, think that <laughs> I really think that they, they'll only hire dogs to be waitstaff. Yeah. Someone said they changed the employment law so they didn't have to hire black people in the uh, Buckingham Palace. Could be a bullshit. But so that was sort of like had loads of retweets, and as you say, anything that gets lots of retweets on Twitter is true. It is true. But then I um, also think, like Prince, like giving paying Prince Andrew's legal fees. I feel like, look, if your son might be a nonce and also you represent a country, you've got to let justice. You can't just be like, let's buy him out of this situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's fascinating. Sean, let's it? do a let's do. <laughs> an act out <laughs> I, I would say this is one of these rare situations on this podcast where I would say that would that would not be a good move but like you are right, you're, no you're, your son is a, is a nonce alright you've seen where you've seen where this goes yeah my son has yeah is a nonce alright okay and who am I I'm the oh no that means I'm the son <laughs> <laughs> I've not thought this through. Hey, I'm the dad. You're the nonce. <laughs> just, just, please, please. We need to reiterate. Do sign up to the Patreon and keep, yeah. the, fi- keep the five star reviews rolling in. <laughs> keep the uh, just look, keep it. Look out of the post for your men's rights water pistol. <laughs> All right, are we? All right, we'll just keep it brief. Am I a Prince Andrew? Or am I just a bloke? Um, I think just a bloke because if you're Prince Andrew, I I think the thing is, I think I don't think you are. I think you're. Let's just move on. <laughs> I think we we built it up too much. Let's just keep it two seconds. All right. So, all right, cool. uh, why did you do what you did, you sweaty little nonce? Uh, I don't know. Um, but can I have some money to source this out? You're my dad, and, I, I'm, and I, I'm your only son. I represent the, my country. I represent the crown, an institution. I cannot frivolously give away money to let you get away with this awful act. You have to face justice, young man. How do you represent the crown? You I am... just do a, you do a podcast called Failing Better. Oh, I thought I was the king in this perspective, or the queen. I thought the whole point was I was just a normal bloke. All right. Well, if you're a normal bloke, have as much money as you need. <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, I think I think that's that would be a good rule, actually. All all nonsense have to report directly to the Queen. Anyway, let's draw a line under this entire. That's what we're talking about. The Queen is it is mm. in different ways. It's like when after um after the Prince Andrew thing. This is the last thing we'll talk about Prince Andrew because it. But this is, on the... this is... It's a fucking nightmare, this. On the BBC, they had a royal correspondent after he settled. And then they were like, isn't this damaging for the crown? Not once on the BBC did they mention the victim of the abuse. They were just like, this is... It was like grotesque how fucked up it was. They can't... I mean, I I think that's the problem, particularly in the UK, is they, they just cannot deal with... It's a story that is, like, beyond... The yeah. hardware of the media in this country because they can't, they can't just, they can't just deal with it as an actual thing. They can't it's deal nuts. with it. Having said all of that, 
I'm quite there's loads if in the UK there's loads of British flags flying around and I'm actually quite liking it even though I'm not a royalist and I don't give a shit about flags just because normally British flags or English flags are so linked to racists and like UKIP or anything it's quite nice to see them being flown for like unifying reasons you know what I mean yes yes it's funny I was going to say this exact thing and I was worried about bringing it up I I, I feel like it's all it's all conditioning and it's it's like I'm being Mancunian candidated like I'm waking up and I'm like, oh, good old Liz. Let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. let's all have a drink and fly of Union Jack. I mean, I'm very glad I live in London. Uh, it's one of those times where I'm glad I live in London because I drove to the southwest to a tiny town last uh, last weekend, and it is just all Union Jacks and bunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like uh, if I was living in a community that was that into it, I would have to. I don't know. I don't think I'd. Ha- I don't think I'd handle it well. I'd probably just play I, this episode of the podcast out of a ghetto blaster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I fundamentally don't understand the people who are like mad for the Queen. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But I do, like, I'm in Manchester, which is similarly a big city. And so it isn't too nuts. It just feels like quite a nice unifying thing where everyone's having a holiday and what sort would, of right. get pissed. So look, we get rid of the Queen, we get rid of the crowd. What do you bring in? You're Johnny Pelham. What are you bringing in as the replacement? Well, as a as a constitutional uh, Democrat, you'd bring in a constitution. You'd bring in a, uh, another elected chamber. You'd have checks and balances on power. As a fucking absolutely excellent podcast host, what I'd do is I'd have just me and you as the as the new kings. You'd we'd be the kings. Yeah, the kings. The two the kings. kings. You read my mind, Johnny. God I mean- save the kings. <laughs> We would make it so God Save the King is still the national anthem, but it is just the words failing better to that song. Yeah. Men's rights failing better, water guns. (laughs) Look forward to the next international uh, football tournament where our our team get to stand and hear that play. The next Olympics. (laughs) Our flag is we're not in cells. We're not in cells. No, the flag is just uh, uh, the art for failing better, That's as it true. falls onto a weeping, uh, a yeah. weeping uh, <laughs> person who's just won a rifle medal or some shit. You know the ones that we're good at in history. The when did Britain realise it had lost its moral compass and sort of influence on the world stage? Well, <laughs> people link it strongly to the failing better kings. <laughs> better kings. <laughs> The failing better kings and their new flag that just said "We're not incels" over their faces. Yeah. We're not incels? Question mark! Exclamation mark! We're not incels. Well, I guess this is a good time then to bring up the main thing we wanted to talk about, which was uh, uh, to, let's find out how we would do if we were like the Queen. How I mean, exciting. that's what I'm trying to say. This is this is on a website called branex.co.uk. Are we going to go to prison for what we've said on this podcast so far? <laughs> I spoke to Sophie about it, and I was saying, we, we, I was saying we're either going to probably ask like, has the Queen ever had a pot noodle, or has the Queen ever done anal? Like, you either got very banal or very like awful. And, and Sophie Jones said to me, I think you go to prison for asking that question. <laughs> I was like, what law does she think exists? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't imagine getting like for blasphemy. Oh, my I love. I love that. That's your version of like brainstorming ideas <laughs> yeah. for the podcast. To go. I don't know if we're going to ask of the. 
If the queen is eating a pot noodle or if she's done anal. This is it. such a filthy episode. This is, is definitely this is definitely the most um blue episode we've ever done, listeners. If this is your first time listening, they're not always like this. No, no. Um, um, but I just felt I, I wasn't saying it isn't like I was just thinking that's probably where this will go. But we've managed to avoid it until I directly. I think, we, I think we've got so I think we've gone somewhere far worse, far earlier. We did a whole act out with one of us. I mean, it's... but the point, the thing is, is Prince Andrew's actions led us there. Yes, yes. So really, we're not. We're just you know we're just sheep following the awful man. Yes, it's he. He made us do it. Yeah, he made well, us the only do thing all he's of made it. People do. Oh. Get where? Where's that on Have I Got News for You? That's what yeah. I want to know. Where's Five that? Stars. Keep them coming on. Keep keep them coming on. Right. <laughs> That's a weird. What's well, so, so what's this article you found then? <laughs> what's this article that Johnny's going to use to crowbar in his anti-royalist? I love the royals. I love all of them. I love every single Who's one. Who's your? Them. Do you have a favourite royal? I went to university with Princess Eugenie. Who is Eugenie? She is uh, not frustratingly for her Prince Andrew's daughter. <laughs> No. Yeah, Beatrice and Eugenie. Um, and I went to. I, went, I went to Newcastle to... University. Eugenie did, yeah. Because it, it, Newcastle. That is, quite... that, that is a. But that is such a failing of her education. Like I went to Newcastle, and I was like, oh, I've done well here. Yeah. But for her, that's. It's a disgrace. And she did politics. She lived in my halls, and so we walked down to politics lectures a few times. And one time she was going home. I, I was going. She said, "What are you doing this weekend?" I said, "I'm going home." Wait, you actually knew her? You actually like? I didn't know. I, with her. I talked to her. Yeah, yeah. Why are we getting her on the pod? To be fair, I doubt she has. We we weren't friends. Are you? Because Johnny, she, this is blowing my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Princess Eugenie. Yeah, and I talked about my second show because the weird thing about it is every what I was about fame is every time she'd like buy a packet of Starbucks or a packet of Starbucks, <laughs> a packet of Starbucks. <laughs> That's what the rich do. It's different lives for the rich. It's different lives. <laughs> you are just. I'm going to say Starbucks. It's so hard doing a podcast with someone who's out of their depth every time they open their mouth. <laughs> Well, ditto, ditto, haha, <laughs> take that. I fought back with the word ditto. Um, <laughs> but every time she did anything, that would be like an anecdote in someone else's life. You know what I mean? So she'd order something from a ca- coffee shop. <laughs> and then, um, and if she did it in a weird way, they'd sort of come back and be like, oh my God, Eugenie ordered a coffee like that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And how did she order her coffee? Like a Stonewall bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Like the daughter of a paedophile. <laughs> you can always tell. You can always tell by how they order it. <laughs> the guilt. She had the guilt when she ordered it. <laughs> Too many sugars. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. It's <laughs> horrible what you just said. That yeah. last line was really horrible. Um, anyway, shut, shut the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> the key thing we're now reading is this article. It's called Seven Leadership Qualities of Queen Elizabeth II that make her stand out from the crowd. Um, big hat. That makes her stand out. Big hat. It is hard for her to stand out in the crowd. I mean, she's done really well, hasn't she? She's done really well because it's a very crowded field, isn't it, being the head of state of the United Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, she's, for the role. <laughs> she, she's got certain leadership qualities that has really made her stand out, in my opinion. Um, it blows me away. So what, what else happened with this Eugenie? Literally, that's it. She, lived, she only lived three floors above me in halls. But we, we never got drunk together or anything. She'd always be like, we'd always be like, yeah, we're drinking some sort of blue WKD 
in the in the common room and she'd be like yeah i'm off flying off to monaco to watch ed sheeran so we never hung out that much fair enough um and then after second year she we never saw her again <laughs> i wonder if she just lived in regular i guess she just lived in a shared house did she have security on her she did have security so we think we all got back so there was a bit of um she was on like we were she was on the fourth floor which were like more luxury um uh was this castle leases yeah how did you know that because i was in newcastle university Oh, yeah, yeah, so Castle Leases. And I, was at Ricky, I was at Ricky Road. I was a party. Of course animal. you were, one of those scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, Castle Leases was seen as the posh place and Ricky Road was seen as the scumbag place, and it makes sense that that's where we ended up. Yeah, yeah. And we were on the fourth floor, which is the floor that Eugenie was on, you could, like, um, there was, like, a balcony area, and so we went up there just to smoke some dope because we're pretty cool dudes. Went up there to smoke some really dope. Really cool dudes. And then Whoa. two people in, like... Security just said you have to leave immediately. Why? And because Eugenie's coming. No, no, because uh, we weren't allowed up there, and it was clear that this had been like space that was like you were not allowed to be because she might. And they didn't care about the dope or anything. They were just like, you just can't be here for security reasons. Imagine if you had discovered that she was a lizard. Well, I was going to talk about this later, but since you brought it up, <laughs> <laughs> all I'll say is I never saw a move during night time. So. <laughs> Look, you're gonna have to sign up to the Patreon, but rumor has it Johnny's got an egg that she that she laid. <laughs> We're gonna hatch the next royal. That's got the water pistols there to keep it keep it moisturised. <laughs> oh god, I think we've chosen the worst episode to try and ask for money from our listeners. We're very sorry. Um, Good God. Right, this episode is really dragging already. All right, let's, let's rush for it. Seven leadership qualities of Queen Elizabeth II that make her stand out from the crowd. I think she's... I always think she stood out. In the spring of 1952, a young princess on an arduous world tour with her husband dema- demanded a much-needed respite from the official matters. She demanded it. It wasn't like a request. The couple retweeted to a serene game-viewing lodge, now famous Treetops Hotel, a couple hours of drive away from Nairobi. Here the princess spent her days relaxing and capturing exotic animals. All right, I didn't finish the sentence. I thought that was there saying, oh yeah, she was just sort of relaxing and just (laughs) entrapping wild animals. She just got caught a giraffe in a net. (laughs) This is why I should be the queen. Philip, look at me. (laughs) Caught a bloody hippo. (laughs) Can you do an impression of the queen? I'd love to hear your impression of the queen. (laughs) Here we go, here we go. Oh, I'm the queen. Even with that being the sentence that she says, I, w- I don't believe that it is her. Oh, no. h- hello, madam. I can't do accents. I can't. No, accents. you can't. Anyway, on the on the eve of the fifth of February, the couple retired to their rooms up in the treetops. Sixth of February. Sixth of February. Uh, shocking news: her dad's dead. From then onwards, things were never the same for the twenty-five-year-old princess. Are you was... reading a novel? What's going on? <laughs> what do you mean? Seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, you've got. He said she's knackered. She went. She caught some a giraffe in Nairobi and then her dad died. It's like, what's going on? I'm just setting the scene. 
Just setting the scene. Uh, Bradx.co.uk likes to set the scene. Uh, 25 years old she was. My God. Imagine being 25 years old and finding out that you're the queen. She wasn't, oh it wasn't a total God. shock to her, though, was it? It wasn't like, it wasn't like if I found out I was the queen at 25. I'm like, I'm the what? Well, I need to get my pronouns changed quick. And I also need a big hat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be shocking. That, that would, would be, be good. That, that, that is a reaction that I'd say. I'd say, actually, you've taken that very well, by yeah. the way. Go, you're the queen. That go, would oh, be cool. I'll change my pronouns and I'll get a big hat. <laughs> if, um, if when the queen died, it just was randomly given to anyone in the in, in the UK, that would be great. Yeah, like, I lottery. think that's how it should be. That's how like it should Kevin. Be. Kevin becomes the king. I would love that. That would be good. It's just, yeah. yeah, they give it to just some proper dirtbag. Yeah, because most of the country, let's be honest, utter scumbags. So they give it to, like, Andy Carroll or someone like yeah. that. <laughs> like, Sue from Melosuma comes to Queen. Oh, God. All right. According to the couple's bodyguard, Jim Corbett, it was the first time a young girl had ascended to the treetops as a princess and climbed down the next day as a queen. What the fuck are you banging on about, Jim Corbett? That young girl is Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, and they said her leadership qualities propelled her to this status and business leaders could also learn a thing or two about leadership from Her Majesty. Here are the seven outstanding leadership qualities of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II that differentiate her from other leaders. So well, there we go. Really great you read out that long paragraph before getting to the oh, God, meat thought, of the... Yeah, I thought that would be, uh, I thought it'd be much shorter. I'm sorry, everyone. Right, we'll, we'll rattle through this then. <laughs> <laughs> One, Vision. Oh. Vision and a clear purpose of what makes a strong leader and Queen Elizabeth II too is no different. On her 21st birthday, she addressed the nation through radio. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, will be devoted to your service. Would you ever... What would you say if you had to do that? So you, you've become the king. I would say... You're 21 uh, years better, old. The home of witty banter. <laughs> uh, if you like Tom Cruise's latest movies, you'll be shocked the scrapes he gets into in the next one. Also, all podcasts seem to do manscape, don't they? So they'll also be like, if you want to get better balls, <laughs> like, <laughs> just a series of adverts for different companies. Oh, God. I'm starting to see the flaws of this random person becomes the head of state thing that you. No, it'd be good, honestly. I'd be really good at it, I think. Okay. This is leading by example. This is her second leadership quality. Instead of passing orders from behind the desk, as most business leaders do, Queen Elizabeth <laughs> believes in leading by example. She exemplifies servant leadership, a concept most leaders don't even know about, let alone follow it. I'm willing to hear the end of this, but this sounds like utter bollocks to me. How does wow. she possibly have servant <laughs> leadership? It means that she considers her work as a service and treats others' work in the same way. When Queen Elizabeth II became the Queen, the UK was still suffering from the effects of World War II. She took responsibility for improving the situation and succeeded in getting the UK out of trouble. Is that the end well, of the thing? That, that is literally the end of the thing. From someone whose only job is to be non-political, it's amazing that she had such an impact on the economic, economic recovery of our country. Johnny, what part of the UK was still suffering from the effects of World War II? Would you say that we're still suffering from the effects of World War II? No. Y yes, I would, but that's only because I've got sociology A-level. God, no wonder Eugenie didn't want you to hang around. <laughs> Eugenie, come back. All that. <laughs> Eugenie, I want Please, to Eugenie, I'm fun. <laughs> Eugenie, please. I'm funny. <laughs> Eugenie, please. I'm funny, sir. You have to get off this balcony. Yeah. Why? Am I not allowed to be here? You're allowed to be here. We just yeah. need you. We want you gone. I'm just smoking a doom and talking to the princess. <laughs> 
for greed and country. Am I right? Okay. Number three, hard work. I'm not a fan of that, as we discussed in earlier. Yeah, I think we're all right with that. You might not believe it if I tell you that a lady who's age is more than 90 years old puts in 40 hours a week, just like most young people. Queen Elizabeth II does this day in and day out with no intentions for personal gains. That's what I like most about the Queen. She's never gained personally from her position. <laughs> I often think that when I bump into it at Tesco's, I think there is a woman of the people buying yeah. the custard creams. Yeah, yeah. Unlike others who retire at 65, Queen Elizabeth II continues to follow this routine every day. She is a source of motivation for those who find excuses to skip work. Can you... I ask whoever's written this article, I hate them, I think. Right, let me tell you something, Johnny. Next time that you try and have like, oh, I'm going to just relax today, like you said at the beginning of this episode. You're like, oh, it's nice to relax. You need to think about Queen Elizabeth II, all right? She's 96 years old and she's still putting in a shift day after day. And that's, and that's no personal gain. Yeah, that is true. She was still going to former British colonies and expecting them to bow to her. And that's knackering. It's a tiring job. Okay, number four. Commitment. In one of his novels... <laughs> what? This is this is a really bad article. Philip Ziegler described the Queen as having a crippling sense of duty. Can yeah, I but it's from there. a novel. Can I stop a sec? That I think Christian Ziegler's a great name. Oh, sorry. Did I say Christian Ziegler? <laughs> what did, maybe you didn't. What did you say? I thought I was, it's Philip Ziegler. Or maybe you Christian said because I wait. Isn't Christian Zieger Zieger a, a left back for Tottenham? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> maybe that's what, maybe you didn't say that. In one of in one of uh, former Tottenham Hotspur left back Christian Zieger's novels, he described the Queen as having a crippling sense of duty. He would have met her, of course, at the 1999 Worthington Cup final. <laughs> you could tell. <laughs> oh god she's had a positive public image not only in the UK but around the world uh, she has a busy schedule she lends her patronage to more than 600 charities during yeah. World War 2 she joined the auxiliary territorial service to become an expert mechanic and driver <laughs> what I Appar think um, I think this article is pointless <laughs> It's too bad. It is bad, isn't it? Really what I was going to say is, wouldn't it be funny if you were on a stamp? And I thought that's really what I want to talk about as opposed to this bullshit thing about... What, if I was on a stamp? Yeah, if you had to lick the back of your head every time you wanted to send a letter. I'd love that. What, once every two years where I send a letter and lick... Oh, no, I've got to lick my head again. <laughs> Johnny, if I wanted to lick my head, I'd just go to a bathroom right now and give it a big old lick. I don't need a stamp. What? You must have the bendiest tongue in the world. Well, uh... Um, it was something crass then, but I avoided it. Good, good. Yeah. Hey, I mean, the last thing we'd want to do is reduce this podcast to toilet humour. Absolutely not. If anything, we have lavatory humour. I mean, what would you... <laughs> Such a fucking cunt for saying that. Such a dickhead. Don't give us five-star reviews, listeners. No, please do. Don't listen to Sean, he's pathetic. He thinks he's better than this, but he's not. He's, he's, if anything, he's worse than me. He's just got on his high horse because I've talked about nonsense a lot. But I am the brains behind this podcast and we deserve five stars. We deserve five stars. If you give us any less than five stars, you're a fucking, you're a fucking wanker. All right? Okay, well, that's one way to deal with the public. I, I don't think you understand servitude. You know, you're no, a server, I, serving leader like the Queen. I'm she she would never service. do that. She would never say, I'm the brains of the operation. Anyone who doesn't give us five stars is a fucking wanker. Do you think Queen Elizabeth II has ever even said the word wanker? Definitely, yeah. He's a wanker. 
I'm not good accent. <laughs> Who do you think she was talking about? Um, Boris Johnson. I think she's called Boris Johnson a wanker. So are you? What is a wanker? Do you oh. She says that. Yeah, and he goes woo as he does his, as Boris does. God, it is like it is. It is like he's right here on the pod. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, this yeah. Is. All right, um, I'll I'll be the queen and you be Boris Johnson. Let's see how this goes. All, all right. right. Okay. Hello, come in for the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how Boris, I don't know how Boris Johnson speaks. Can you can you? Do you must bit? know how Boris Johnson speaks. I know he speaks. But I don't know how to do it. Just do it. <laughs> well, oh, madam, I'm uh, f- stupid and f- uh, hello. Wow, Boris, you've really got to the nub of the issue. What is a wanker? <laughs> well, you're calling me a wanker. You're a fucking wanker. <laughs> Fair enough. Have a pie to your face. Fair enough. I mean, Boris is going hard there, isn't he? Boris has pied the Lizzie in the face here. Now, listen, maybe Boris needs to have a bit more of number five. Maybe you need to have a bit more of number five. Her fifth most important leadership skill, curiosity. Oh. I, always, I always associate the Queen with being very cu- a very curious customer, actually. Do you? I always thought she she's probably the type of person who'd be like, hmm, Robot Wars. Let's see what that's about. <laughs> I'd love it if the Queen watched Robot Wars. So, I mean, Princess Eugenie would have probably told the Queen about Robot Wars. So you probably had a direct... You could have said something to Princess Eugenie. Yeah. That, that could have true. ended up getting to the Queen. You could have told some false information about Britain yeah, that yeah. Had, would have severe ramifications. Yeah, yeah. I do remember saying to, to Eugenie, there's no way the country would ever leave the EU, even if it was put up to constitution. So I, I do remember saying that to Eugenie, actually. So it's, it, it'd be interesting if that was where it all... I said, we'll never leave the EU. We should put it to a fucking referendum. <laughs> we should put it to a fucking referendum. No, I won't stop smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> Think I'm paranoid, dear? Of course there's bodyguards here. <laughs> she is the queen. She is a princess. <laughs> I'm not mad, you are. <laughs> All right, it says here that Queen Elizabeth II doesn't shy away from asking questions, and she has a curious mind. <laughs> This behaviour is evident from her interactions with world leaders and famous celebrities. What's more inspiring, and I need to be inspired at this stage, is she continues to ask questions even if she meets a member of the general public, let it be a doctor, (laughs) an engineer, or even a coal miner. What? I hate this article. I think you picked the article from the worst person in the world. Uh, Respect others, that's another thing. If you had to say, um, what person would intimidate the most to ask them a question? What if person? If someone walked in, yeah, and there was someone there, like Beyonce, like what would you say to Beyonce? If you well, have ha- you got, have you got it? Have you got in my flat? What? No, but all right. Uh, I'm Beyonce. Of course, I'm allowed in your flat. I'm Beyonce. Duh. And then what would you say to her? Would you flirt with Beyonce? <laughs> No, if she's just gone dirt, I'll be like, oh. Um, Tweet would I mean f- keep him keen. Would you flirt with Beyonce if you had the would chance? I f- well, why is she here? Well, I don't understand. This is so- this is just a ridiculous... <laughs> I want you, Sean, to put yourself in a moment. Alexa is out of the picture for whatever reason. Either oh, she's yeah. got the good sense to break up with you or something awful's happened. <laughs> right, well, let, how about we go with the first one because it's a comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Beyonce has walked in draped in the American flag. 
That's all she's wearing. What is? What are you saying to her? <laughs> Has something happened to you today, Johnny? Has something happened? You're doing this podcast here, one of the horniest men in the world. She is <laughs> draped in the American flag, and she's broken into your house. I'd say, I'd say, I really like the idea of you flirting with like an alpha female confident woman. That's really what I'm trying to get to. That's what I did when I met my wife. That is to Alexa is quite oddly confident. I don't, not for her, just to be going out with you. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd show Beyonce a good time. All right, you be Beyonce and I'd be this. All right. I'd be well, me. Yeah, yeah, you'd be this. Uh, hey there, Sean. How are you? I've just I'm... been singing at the Wembley again. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, how was the Wembley? It was lovely. I am very confident and good at dancing and singing, therefore it is an enjoyable experience for me and the crowd. I'm not a robot. I'm not a robot. I might sound like a Beyonce robot, but I'm a human Beyonce. Well, what I would say is, um, I briefly entertained the idea of flirting with you, but it seems like you've been kicked in the head by a horse, basically what you're saying. <laughs> so instead, would you like some medical attention? I would love some medical attention. Maybe deal with the bleeding from my head first, and then get to other bits. Yeah, other bit, other bit second, head first. Cool. Would you like to get into my car? I'll drive you to the nearby hospital. My mother said never get into cars with strangers. And although you have a warm disposition, I'm still worried you are still a stranger. So no. Okay, well, I can call an ambulance, but I would remind you that you did break into this property. <laughs> yes, because I needed urgent help. But then I met you and something was a bit off. <laughs> I wanted a hero. I found a McLaughlin. Therefore, please call me an ambulance. Good day. This is unquestionably the worst episode we've ever done. But I would say there's not even any doubt in my mind. This is the worst episode we've ever done. Now, shut up. What we need to now do... Let me just read the seventh one. Right, yes. seven. I, can't say, I think I've been weird, but this article has been utter dog shit. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we've... We, we originally were just going to do a full biography of Queen Elizabeth II and we thought, oh no, that won't be very funny. This is so crap because it's almost too crap to even make jokes about. Yeah, It's just nonsense, isn't it? The Queen loves to serve. Oh, it God. says that you have to embrace change, okay? That's what you yeah. have to do. Unlike traditional leaders who resist change, Queen Elizabeth II loves to embrace change and adapt to changing times. That is not all. She is the first head of state to send an email in 1976. <laughs> I hope so. I would hope that she is. Imagine I'd if the Queen refused to send email still. She's just a pigeon everywhere. That is, she was the first head of state to send an email in 1976. It then says, email was not as popular at that time as it is today. <laughs> wow, that's good, good insight. But she was ready to embrace change and show others. What do you think her first email was? Um, I don't know. I just probably heard just saying like, yeah, Job application, this, I think. Is this been working? Be. Yeah, yeah. Plumber. Yeah. Miner. <laughs> I've heard about these mines. I'd love to get down there. One wants to go down the coal mines. <laughs> um, so, that, so that was the queen. I feel I've, I think we've both uh, failed a very better there. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it. Did you think it was a particularly bad episode? No, I don't think it's a bad episode. I just, I hope the listeners... All I'll say is at one point you just said this is clearly the shittest episode. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's a bad episode. It means all the others are very good. This is the least brilliant episode of Failing I think it. I think it's at least mid-table. We've, we've done way worse than this. <laughs> New listeners, don't be tricked into thinking that this isn't... This is the worst episode. 
if you're thinking this is shit, but there must be better gold underneath. There isn't. Now you give us five star reviews and give us some money. <laughs> anyway, um, happy um, anniversary, Liz. Uh, we love you in this bloody country. You've always done. You've look. You look great on the coins. You look um, great on the stamps. You look great on the stamps. And you and, look um, great between the sheets. <laughs> I I honestly can't deal with you when you're in this. Have you been like? Have you had chocolate or something? Have you? Had chocolate? I have had a bit of chocolate. Yeah, I think I had I two hobnobs tell. before this. Chocky been... hobnobs. Yeah, chocky hobnobs. Oh dear, that's been... that's that's where we've gone wrong in this podcast. Yeah, I had a satsuma and you had chocky hobnobs. So, what do you, what listeners can make their own mind up about what refined sugars does to a personality? But let's just say if they've got any parents listening. Um, the problem is they stick might with the royalist. natural sugars. Yeah, if there are royalists, do I do? I'd be interested to hear your opinion because some people really care about the queen. I would say any royalist listening to this would have turned s- off. Would have turned off. And have turned off when I said, "Do you think Lizzie does that?" You know, it feels like that might be the point. Were they? I mean, I would say that that was probably the midpoint and also <laughs> the low point of your <laughs> your ranting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a quick mail and fail bag. Uh, thanks, guys. Section. Shut up, Johnny, about your fucking favourite section. Woohoo! So we're back. It is uh, the mail and fail bag. Johnny's favourite section, as yeah. he doesn't ever shut up about. Sean's uh, second favourite section? Probably second favourite. Probably my favourite of this of, from today. Um, we've only got what we. Well, we've got one email we want to focus on this week. We've actually got. Unfortunately, we've had a very lovely email and we wanted to give a very nice answer back. Um, uh, and I hope that the listener hasn't, hasn't tuned out by the filth that we've been It'll spewing. It'll be a shame if he was a royalist. I don't think we should ever let me talk about the royals again. New rule, I'm banned. New rule, he's banned. Um, this is from a guy called Chris Orm. Good name. It is a good name. O-R-M-E. Orm? Arm. Or me. It's like warm, but it's arm. Yeah, it is Chris, like that. Arm. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hi. First time emailing anything and getting the mushy stuff out of the way first. I love your podcast. You discovered it. This is his first ever email. <laughs> first time emailing anything. It's like he's. <laughs> this is his first ever email. Queen Elizabeth the second uh, vibes here. <laughs> <laughs> It's my first ever email, I just want to say. Uh, hate the pod. I just want to say, really hate the pod. Queen Elizabeth II's first ever email was a complaint email to Failing Better Podcast. Uh, Love your podcast, discovered it and caught up in a few days. That means the world, and I hope that that still is relevant, Chris, after this shower of shit. Um, You guys crack me up. I've spent about half a day listening to you over 13 episodes. So at the very least, you need to hit 24 to take up a day of our lives. I think that's a good rule, actually. Yeah, there's something bleak about us taking up a day of someone's life, though. But I guess it's taken up more than that of our own lives. So arguably, it's fine. I take up 24 hours of every day of my own Whoa. life. Whoa. What do you think of that? I think um, that's uh, very impressive. But I'm hoping for 168 episodes so that we can spend a week and all cope with the existential dread of that thought. <laughs> What's interesting, I had the existential dread after 24. So by 168, I'd be freaking out. 
<laughs> he would be freaking out. Uh, my question is this. I am someone who wants to be creative, a writer. But over the past a lot of years, my depression and anxiety constantly bring me down. Being in a dead-end job does not help too. I'm trying therapy now to help this, and I've been on antidepressants for years. Never choked on one, but the day is young. I think that's a reference to an old thing I said on a on a few podcasts. Do you know, I, I once choked on an antidepressant and had to go to hospital. <laughs> I'd forgotten that, but that is very that is, you. That's like briefly... I mean, I would say that is like the most humiliating death you could possibly have. I'd say um, so. I'm supposed... That uh, wasn't one of the seven tips of a great leader. Don't choke on antidepressants. Yeah, the Queen has never done that. Yeah. Um, Imagine you... if the Queen turned out to be depressed. We haven't got time for this, but that'd be funny if she was depressed. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, it'd be so funny if the Queen was It'd be depressed. symbolic of a nation in decline if the Queen had depression. Mm. It'd be quite poetic and beautiful. Yep. Um... Anyway, we've not got time. Crack on. <laughs> you guys are an inspiration. Because despite... <laughs> that can't oh, be true. I'm very glad Chris on, but... Well, it says, it says, despite personal troubles, you still manage to pursue your creative lives. That's true. Which is, that is true. true. Yeah. It is true. Um, yeah, oh, Johnny, you, you've, you've um, spoken a lot. I've been very open about your issues in childhood. And obviously, I've got my own issues... Namely, that I have to do height. this podcast with you. <laughs> You've got your height issues. <laughs> yeah, my height. I was sexually as a child. You're a bit tall. Similar struggles. <laughs> In your eyes, they seem to be. <laughs> they are. Anyway, any advice on combating the demons? Keep up the good work. Hope to see you both live someday. I hope that's live and not live. Hope, to, hope, you, <laughs> hope you both live. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Hope this was not too long. Chris, it was perfect. And... It's hard, that, Johnny. What do you reckon? We've got well, to be old Sincero pod for a second, but I guess we do have a lot of uh, lot of different types of people listening. I should preface this by saying I've never suffered with anxiety or depression. Um, in fact, when I went to a therapist to talk about um, the abuse I suffered, at oh, first right, right. day he's, I did... He's up with the, he's up with the abuse, Chuck, come on. Yeah, yeah I, need to, I need to get you know some, some sort of credibility points back after calling a lot of the royal family out. Um, <laughs> calling them nonces as well. Yeah, I called yeah, yeah. Andrew a nonce a lot. But, you know, he did what he did. Anyway, I did a, I did a form for anxiety. <laughs> is this helping Chris, by the way? Is this helping you get over your get over I think, your I think yeah. this will, the, we're going a long way around, but ultimately we'll get into absolute gold. I did an anxiety test, scored zero, which is the same level of a psychopath when I did my anxiety test. So anyway, basically what I'm saying is I don't have, I've never had anxiety or depression. But what helped me be creative is I went to a few open mics and just saw how totally shit people were at them. <laughs> like, because you always compare yourself to like, you know, um, Bill Burr or, you know, Sarah Silverman and be like, I can never be that good. You probably never will be that good. But compare yourself to some absolute twat down the pub and think, I can be that guy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good... Um yeah, it's kind of a good, uh, but I, that's, good point. I guess. <laughs> well, that's. I think whenever I'm feeling down about stand up, sometimes like I'm at an open mic, I think, well, at least I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I know. What would exactly, you say? You, you seem exactly quite sceptical about my advice. No, I'm not sceptical about it. I, I, I know what you mean, but I think he's talking more about the original thing. I think it sounds like how do you make that first step? Because I think well, he gets that. I guess I, the hard thing to know is with creative write a writer. I guess writing is hard, isn't it? Because like. 
That's what's hard about writing sitcoms, is you're just sort of writing a script, but you've got no idea if it's ever going to get made, as opposed to stand-up, where you just instantly write a joke and you get to perform it later that day. It's really... It's 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 very, very difficult, I'd say. I, I have suffered from a bit of the old depression. I, I had a pretty na- nasty bout of it about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, it is clear. Wait a minute. Um... It it, it 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 doesn't help, but also all of these sort of I would say all these anxieties, Chris, very normal. You'd be surprised. Most creatives, people have to push through that doubt, and it's the really the, the really bad ones are the ones that don't have that doubt. So if you are able to just do a little bit and get through it, I'd say that's the only thing you can do. Really, you have to find. Uh, Find the strength within yourself. And that's 100% true what Sean says, that the, the people who have no doubt will be shit. You know what I mean? Like, because like it's actually the doubt which makes you go, oh, I need to work harder at this, I need to write a better joke, I need to do more. It's the people who walk off stage after like having quite a crap gig are like, that was amazing. Mm. They're the people who don't progress. So I do think doubt is a vital part of being a good creator. I mean, we have a lot of doubt about this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and evidently, I've, evidently, I've, we're making a big impact, though. So. Yeah, I've never doubted anything, anything more than every time I leave. Every time we do the pod, I leave and go, "Am I, am I awful?" Yeah, <laughs> like I it mean, affects my moral view of myself. It, it affects. I, I, neither of us are reaching heaven after this. Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, It'll be all worth it if you join our Patreon page. What's Chris, plug- Chris, that's what I would say, Chris. I would say the main things you got to do is just try and enjoy being creative just for the sake of being creative because it is fun to create things. It's fun to have ideas. And even if you don't feel like your life or your brain can, can be there, even just little bits, whatever you can, it's good. But the main thing I'd say is subscribe to our Patreon. I mean, that's that's it is the ultimate masterclass. But also, I think that is to what you just said that you don't have to see your creativity with a capitalistic lens of like it needs to be productive or make you money in some way. Because actually, there's something nice about doing stuff just for the the creative sense of it. I mean, like this. It's podcast, hard that though. It is hard that. Well, it, I was going to say this podcast has lost us thousands, which is why you should join. <laughs> Um, I, I yeah, I sorry, I don't know uh, if this is helping you in any way, Chris, or anyone else who feels the same way. But I always, uh, uh, I struggled with a lack of confidence for many years. I was already doing stand up, so I suppose I, I'd already made that step. But it, it definitely, it felt like it held me back in a lot of ways. But um, you can just, I mean, eventually you can just, if you have enough desire to get through that, I think you can. And you, and I also think your lack of confidence meant that, has meant that you. You've just got really good, haven't you? By because I feel like you probably would have blo- like you've never appeared for PR, which I think if you'd ever appeared for PR, Edward, you'd probably be bigger than you are. But maybe that's wrong. Do you think that comes from a doubt place, or do you think that comes from a hatred of the industry place? Slash, do we have enough time to answer this question? <laughs> I think it comes from a me not uh, having two thousand pounds a year to spend on PR place. Um, Chris, if you could afford PR. <sighs> Get just get, I'll be get, Chris. I will be your PR, Chris. I'm happy to be your PR, so long as you're not a member of the royal family. I'm happy to be your PR. Uh, and we will get to 168 episodes for you. We'll do it for you, and you can spend a whole week listening to us. And Chris, uh, um, we've been lo- wondering who our number one fan is. You, after being so vulnerable, something Sean struggles with, are our new official number one fan. You don't get anything for that. That I think is probably the most 
quintessential Johnny Pellon piece of broadcasting. He has managed to find a way to wrap up the show, bring in a callback, help out someone who's given, sent us a lovely email, but most importantly, yet another dig at the Big Mac. Who's the Big Mac? At you. I'm the I mean, Big Mac. What, what, you're, not, you're not number one fan of the podcast, are you? No, but you're saying I can't be vulnerable. That was the whole thing. You were, yeah, oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah. I, I slipped that in. I do like <laughs> to slip insults in. If we did if we did a number one po- fan of the podcast, trust me, I don't think either of us would be anywhere near the top. Oh, no, I'd say I, we're probably one of the one of the people who feel least favourable about it. It's probably Prince Andrew and then me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do give us some money for Patreon. <laughs> um... Yeah, we'll sort that out soon. Chris, genuinely appreciate that. Really, I, ho- I hope this has helped. And um, yeah. I'm sure it uh, hasn't. But I hope it hasn't know. provided too much of a jarring total shift from the uh, <laughs> from the Republican nonce fest that came before. <laughs> um, if we have a band, we should call it Republican nonce fest. <laughs> if we have a band, then it won't matter what it's fucking called. <laughs> it's going to the top. It's going straight to the top. Uh, Chris, keep failing better. Everyone else, keep sending us emails. Failingbetterpod at gmail.com. Um, hey, maybe this little ramshack podcast is going to make it. What do you reckon, Johnny? Well, I think if we're impacting people as much as Chris, in a way, we already have made it. Yes. Uh, but do give us a five-star <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, in the meantime, how, how quickly it swings, like swings from sentimentality just to desperate pleading, <laughs> or two, three gears of crass, horrific jokes about the royal family, sincerity, and just pleading. In a way, Chris, I think that has given you a bigger insight of what our life as a creative is. <laughs> it is so true. That's it all is. it is. It's what it is. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, God save the Queen. And God save the United States of America. I'm getting quite bored of saying that. I think that's going to be the last time I say it. You're Sean McLaughlin. I'm Johnny Johnny (laughs) And together we are... Failing better. 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 A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. All right. Shit out another app. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.